Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for checking out another episode of O Jeremiah Talks. This week on the podcast, me and your girl E, we sit down and we talk about one of my favorite songwriters of all time, like top three for me, uh, Gregory Allen Isaacoff. Um, you know, he's not a household name, but he is very beloved in this house. Hold me while we talk about <laughs> Gregory Allen Isaacoff. Uh, so we talk about Gregory Allen, we talk about pumpkin spice everything, uh, we get a little rambly uh, <laughs> when we start talking about pumpkin spice stuff, and then we uh, start a new game called uh, the Cheesy Christmas Game, Cheesy Christmas Movie Game, I guess is what we're going to call it. I don't really know what we're going to call it. Uh, this is a really fun episode. We laugh a lot in this episode, and after we ended this one, it made my day better. So that's how I know we're on to something. Uh, if you want more stuff like this, we have a Patreon page. It is far and away the greatest way to support indie artists at this time. Just go to ojeremiahtalks.com, and you get more content on the podcast, and there is a music tier where you get uh, music before other people, and it's just, again, it's like the greatest way to support artists right now. Patreon is on to something. So uh, thanks uh, for checking that out, checking this episode out. Uh, we're really excited about this one. Oh, Jeremiah Talks. Let's go, everybody. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I hope we together. Yeah. No? Oh, Christmas tree. tree. Oh, Christmas. Why would you give up? Because Christmas we're, tree. I'm already feeling holiday spirit. We said on an earlier episode. We said that like for months now. No, I know. But we said this year was going to be double Christmas. We're having yes. double Christmas Let me this tell year. You what I'm gonna do. We're getting our tree on Saturday. We're getting our tree on Saturday. Earlier than I've ever gotten a tree. Can't wait. We're going to an actual Christmas tree farm. Heck yes, we are. Yes, because in oh, 2020, be you in deserve Christmas cheer. Year. You deserve Christmas cheer. What did you just say? That means that it needs to come out of the November budget this year. Did you really just like wreck my cheer talking about budgeting? Did you uh, just Dave Ramsey my joy? No, I'm just being honest with you. Okay, well, I don't need honesty. Something. I need a credit card. That means we sacrifice Black Friday shopping. No, we don't either. Yes, we do. Okay, well, then let's get one of those little baby trees. No. <laughs> because part of my Christmas cheer is retail cheer. Thank like, you. Hey, have you had a client come in here that said, hey, that tree is too tall. Can you chop off like two feet? We'll take that two feet. Yeah, I want just the That's two feet. That's our tree. Yes, because... Let me also tell you... Go ahead. I'm going to make snowflakes for our apartment this year, and it's going to be cheesy as mess in Do here. Do snowflakes come out of my bonobos budget? Because if not, uh, it's not happening. Have because never... I didn't know that what? Black Friday was on the Jeremiah. chopping block of Christmas cheer. That's part of Christmas cheer. Well, then... That's that's a holiday then, tradition for us. Then we can move that money around and have it in December. God, we sound so... Like Logan Roy from Succession, no, we'll just we move the don't. we'll just move the money around. He's not having to move money around for a Christmas tree. Yeah, because he's fiction. That's the difference this between is us life. and Logan Roy. The only difference. The only difference. But Everything Jeremiah, else is the have same. Have you never even made a snowflake before? It's made from paper. Uh, I've never made a snowflake. I think. Wait, I'm, that's are actually you a, joking? No, that's actually like one of my first memories in like first grade is making. Yeah, a snowflake. be careful with that because I will make it happen. Make you do it. No, no. But I think what I'm gonna the goal is to like do like little clusters. I already have some ribbon that I'm gonna hang from the ceiling, so it's like gonna be like little clusters of like three or five because we always do like an odd number around here. So like three to five snowflakes just randomly hanging from different areas. And it's going to be loud. But here's another thing I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. It could create visual chaos. So if we don't keep the apartment like on fret level midnight clean. See, this is like I'm the gonna, No, you're you're wrecking Christmas no, year. No, I'm not. First you take away my no, fun I just money. Want it extra clean. No. And now you're like, hey, just so you know, to help us stay in the spirit, we're just going to like be on lockdown. Be extra clean because snowflakes are going to cause chaos. No, it took me 30 years to learn that you're not supposed to put fan put food directly on the oven grate. <laughs> Some people do, babe. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, so you just don't like when I do it. Yeah, because you cause oven fires. No, I've never been oven fired. That's because the residue of the food that you put on the rack drops without my visual awareness of so what's going on. So gluten is the only thing burning in Listen the oven? Listen to me. Yes. <laughs> and then I go to use the oven the next day, and the droppings are at the bottom. The gluten droppings. They catch fire. Let's be specific. 
Jeremiah, it's just annoying. I know. I and know. you don't, you're not like going around cleaning the oven weekly. So, like, I don't think I've ever cleaned the oven. Yeah, I am aware of that. What I usually do is I just, isn't, isn't it you just turn the oven all the way off and then you leave the house? Isn't that, or like all the way on? Like you, you set it to like mega and then it like cooks Smokes all it the, all out. Yeah. Right. That's really safe. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's a, that's a hot tip. I just, I've had I've seen a couple of oven fires recently and it scares the just it just scares me so bad. Well, we're talking about Christmas cheer on the pod today. It's too early to be talking about cheer, but in 2020, you deserve it. What? Christmas cheer. I know. Okay. How's your pumpkin coffee? Um, okay, is this what we're talking about first? Because let me just tell you really quick. Go ahead. Every year I usually get a bag of pumpkin spice coffee. It's like usually Starbucks. Just go with me here. Well, obviously, because we're in the thick of it. I'm the one that bought it. I'm talking to the audience. Oh, okay, but, sorry. Um, I was trying to insert myself into the narrative. and I usually just buy one bag. And sometimes I don't even finish it. But like I just like It just have gets you in the mood. It. We have bought probably... This is our fourth bag. No, it must be like our sixth or seventh. That's that's wild. That's that. I feel like that's true though. Also had eggnog. My body doesn't like eggnog. Yeah, you had eggnog like in the morning. You no, were like I did not. Christmas cheer for breakfast again, Jeremiah. <laughs> you're saying a lot of inaccurate things. No, that's that's. I did not I have remember... eggnog for breakfast. I think eggnog, I I'm not opposed to that. The eggnog latte at Starbucks is delightful. Eggnog tastes like, I don't like egg or nog, like specifically. <laughs> Every but, time I text it, it says egg bog. <laughs> it's like, you mean I egg feel, bog? I feel like eggnog is like the medicine of dairy because that stuff is so thick. Can I don't you under- describe um, some more medicines of? Oh, of course. So, well, well, first, let me tell you, the no, no, most no. delicious... No, please. No, no. The most delicious medicine is NyQuil. Like, that is like... What's that t- the medicine of That's itself? more like a porter uh, for, the, for, like, that medicines. Uh, I'll tell you what the stout is. I'm, I'm butchering beers. I'm trying to be funny, but I can't even... I don't yeah, know enough about you're, beers you're to know. You're not even making sense. The worst medicine on earth to drink is Pepto-Bismol. Because that yeah. is what makes your your stomach feels better because it makes you yak immediately. No, it doesn't. Oh my gosh, I've never had Pepto Bismol <laughs> that did not end with me vomiting. Like moments later. Okay. Like I took the Pepto, Maybe and the next thing do I know, best if you I'm, didn't take it. I'm singing Pepto. But also, you enjoy vomiting. I do. That's another I, episode. I but listen though, I would argue that buttermilk would be the medicine of dairy i don't know what because no one's drinking that straight there's two ingredients egg and nog noggin no there's not it's just sometimes if you get some heavy noggin in there it is just so gross then would you say like like i need another example of blank is the medicine of blank um like what's the medicine meat oh great question Uh, i would say brisket is the uh that doesn't make sense because you love brisket. Yeah, no, it's actually a bad metaphor because I'm getting confused as it's to whether a, or not it's a medicine or a beer it's metaphor. A t- it's a terrible metaphor, and that's what I was just trying to get you to accept. Got it. Like, don't ever say that again. Okay, that's that's cool. You could have just said that instead of like making of instead of bullying me, but that's fine. I mean, that's fine. Uh, you could say you could say deli ham is the medicine of meat because it's weird. <laughs> okay. No, I that there it is. Well, let's in let's in the medicine game with that. That perfect slam dunk you just made on me. Thank you. Let's go ahead and um So, what is your feeling today? Oh, feelings well. Yeah. I am I'm very sleep deprived. You are? I'm very sleep deprived. Noodles was super annoying last night. Yes, very sleep deprived. Do you think parents that listen to this get mad at people that complain about talking about sleepy? Well, what I've learned is that if I try to relate to someone with a kid, I do the only thing I know how to do, which is relate my dog. And I can't think of a more offensive thing to someone with a kid. I just don't try to relate. Because I'm like, yeah, my my dog barks too. Or whatever, you know, like my dog also keeps me up at night. But I can't even do it because our dog is perfect and... I'm like, parenting just, is so easy. I just don't try to relate. One time, though, because, you know, I struggled with insomnia for a few years, like, like bad. And I would, like, that was, um, I wasn't sleeping for, like, days in a row. And you know this. Yeah. And one time. I was also there. My brother-in-law was like, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm 
I'm so tired. Like, I don't say that lightly. Like, I'm, like, literally exhausted. And he was like, uh, yeah, like, but you don't have kids, so you don't know tired. And I, I, I don't snap back at people, but I said, I was like, dude, whatever. Okay, fine. I don't have kids. I'll never understand until I have kids. If I ever have kids, I'll never understand being tired. Right. And I, like, snap, and I was like, but let me just believe me when I say I'm tired. Like, it feels like you don't believe me when you say that. Yeah, I so was, I got al- a I was also there. And it was much more like, well, I mean, I am, I am kind of tired. No, I said, uh, no, I went on the rant about like, fine, I'll never understand. I do, I do like whenever Which our friends with kids feelings. grandstand on things that everyone feels they just feel it more because they have kids. Like, you don't know joy until you have a kid. Like, no, uh, I mean, I have seen The Office, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm always worried about like hurting their feelings. But here's. I don't know why this turned into this, but it it has for just a second. But, like, there's this article that goes around that I've seen new moms post, and it'll be like, it's like, to all my friends with kids before me or something. Or, like, some BuzzFeed, like, um, to all my friends that that had kids before me. And it's like this giant apology letter of I didn't know how to act or I didn't do everything right because I didn't understand. And, like... One of my hard wirings in my bones is to try to understand people. Yeah. And so... And you've got great bones, so you understand everybody. Thank, thanks. Um, so, but that article, like, rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, I hope if I ever have kids, I'm not, like, apologizing for not knowing how to... Not knowing how to be equipped enough to, like, help someone with a kid. Because, like, I, I just don't have that experience. And that's, that's okay, but I don't think I'm going to, I hope I don't feel the need to apologize to anyone. You know what I forget? And this is pivoting off of that amazing point you just had about hating everyone with kids. Oh Um, my gosh. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's like absolutely not what I'm saying. I know. I'm obviously kidding. Um, I love children more than adults, less than dogs, more than cats. That's my, that's my graph. Um, I'm trying to like have a serious conversation. No, I know. You know what I forget? What? That just because you can post an article online does not mean that you are right. Like literally anyone can post an article online. Like there's there's so many. And that chick agreed with it, so she shared it. So yes. great. That's fine. And I think that's a lot of why, you know, like the, the, wor- the word facts now has air bunny quotes behind it. Because like there's yeah there's so many ways to to find quote truth, like my least favorite phrase that millennials and Gen Z say hot hot take coming hot take coming up and I will and I will say this in public I mean I'm in public right now it just doesn't feel like I'm in public I hate the term your truth I hate that because at some point truth was an absolute thing and I feel like I I don't know like. You can be tired and not have a kid. You, you, I don't know. It's just, a, it's but you a, don't have to call it your truth. Yeah. It can just be your reality, but that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. There's like nuance. There's uh, a lot of times whenever you and I are fighting, like you'll be like, where's the logic in what you're saying? But I'll be like, um, that's just how I feel, which I love. But like, for a while, you didn't. Well, <laughs> that's very true too. Mm-hmm, that's my truth. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like the your truth thing, it helps like sidestep, sidestep real heart issues. An actual like conversation. And and uh, to me, it it prevents good conversation. It kind of feels like a shortcut to an ending of a conversation. That's where I'm at with it because like I'm accepting of of everything like that I can imagine. His like, hand just went to his chest. He I did. It. That's that's how you know that I'm being earnest. But yes. whenever the conversation ends with, well, that's just my truth. And and that's a different. I'm like great, but let's just like keep talking about what you mean by that. Or don't bring it up. Like like if we're gonna have a conversation about it, let's have a conversation but about it. But if you don't want to talk about it, let's not talk about yeah. it. Yeah, and I don't I don't feel like I am obligated to talk about every single thing. But the idea that your truth can be different than my truth, like I don't know. I just think truth is a weird word to use subjectively. I think we should start using. Or it would be a good idea to say experience. I also like my story. That's my experience. Yeah. Like I like, well, my experience is I am this thing. And I'm like, dude, please tell me more. I need to know more. That sounds Mm -hmm. amazing. 
Um, but well, also, I think experiences feel true for people, and so then they're going to use the word truth. Yeah. It, it reminds me of this thing that you said whenever I said, this is where I'm at. Or I said, um, what I've decided. And oh, you I corrected you. And you made me say, uh, I think what you should start saying is where I'm at right now. Is here. Because my brain changes a lot. Yes. And because whenever you say, this is what I've decided, I go into action steps and you're not ready for that. Or it changes and I've wasted all of my energy on creating creating an action plan that's not even being used. And that drives me insane because I don't, I like being efficient and I don't like doing things that don't get done. Right. And <laughs> when I say this is what I decided, that's the same as saying I have this idea in concrete when really what I'm saying is this feels good to me right now. This is what, I, so what did I make you say? You say, you made me say, this is where I'm at right now. Yes, and that was helpful for me. Yeah. And because you present any time, we're together a lot. I and mean, 24 any, hours a day like just so about? much. Anytime one of us leaves and we like come, we come back together again, you have thought about something while I was gone and you've like, quote, decided something. Right. And I'm just like, okay, can I ever just like re-enter a room after being gone for an hour and you just have not decided anything? Right. So I get overwhelmed with it sometimes. So yeah, I made you change that phrase, which is good. Yeah. And I, I and I'm in support of that. Yeah, for sure. But what and going back to the my truth thing, to me it's semantics. Like I don't want someone to listen to this and be like, oh, he's like close-minded. That's not what I'm saying. Like the language of I don't know. Like, I feel like the thing that we lack so much of in the world is actual truth. Like, we are just defined by opinions at this point. And it would be a much more delightful earth that we would live on if we actually had a closer North Star pointing to truth. Because that means that we'd agree on more. On every, yeah. Or better yet, we would disagree in a healthy way. I have a note folder on my phone that says like I believe this to and be I, true and those are things that I have that I come back to to remind myself like kind of like what I'm standing on yeah. metaphorically does that make sense yeah I think that's great like spiritually physically like just some some facts that I need to just like build my life around sometimes whenever I feel like I'm kind of wandering aimlessly through like what's purpose do you know what I'm saying yeah and I think I don't know. I think truth is is this thing that we're constantly in pursuit of. And the idea that I have it just because I claimed it just seems like a hollow victory in so many ways. Like, I want to always look for truth in whatever it is that I'm that I'm invested in. And I want it to be, I don't know, I want it to be an everlasting thing that's like evergreen and I don't know. It just seems like so shallow to be like, nope, that's my truth. That's what I'm sticking to it. And it just seems like it prevents conversation. It prevents growth, whatever. Prevents like open-mindedness. Yeah. In a way that it prevents open-mindedness is open-mindedness instead of pursuing it or, mm -hmm. you know, huh, sorry. That was a, a very strange tangent about pumpkin spice coffee. Yeah. I remember whenever we started this out with talking about pumpkin spice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pumpkin spice latte. Love it. Love it. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> Um, this is our seventh bag, I believe, of pumpkin spice coffee. I'm literally drinking it right now. Yeah. Uh, works out great in a miniature coffee pot that we got that I love. I love. We did get a we did get a coffee pot, and I so the first six months. That's a weird statement. The first six months of pandemic. Uh, Someone said what was on our church Zoom yesterday. Someone said, we've been in this for eight months, and I literally, like, dropped my jaw, and I think people saw me. So I guess the first seven months of pandemic, we made a pour-over every morning. Okay. We made a Chemex pour-over, did I mean, it. that's just kind of like our life in general at home, right? Right, right. But since then, we have switched to coffee pot, which the argument could be made, less good coffee. And I would also say less good coffee because we switched from counterculture to Starbucks. We're going backwards in our coffee journey, right? But it's a whole, di I would argue that it's a whole different experience to have coffee pot 
mediocre coffee. Always hot. Always hot. That's the thing, because we don't have a microwave, and also whenever you microwave or reheat coffee, it loses some of its water, right? Because I guess it's like evaporating, but like, so it changes the flavor. What's great about a coffee pot is that it's got that warmer, and it's always good to go. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And it's definitely, because uh, you made the argument to me, the sound of a coffee pot is so soothing to me. Favorite sound. Favorite sound in the world, I love you would it. say. This one doesn't get quite the gurgle that I'm after. It's, can I be honest? Because it's a baby pot. Because it's baby a five gurgle. cupper. Five cupper, baby, baby gurgle. Baby gurgle. Back to children. Yeah. Every, and we're back. But <laughs> we, uh, I said it, forget it, push the button. It was like 18 bucks on Amazon or something. It was free because I used our Chase Rewards points. Right. I was very proud of But if you want a baby gurgle, it's probably like 20 bucks on Amazon. Exactly. 21, 27. And it, uh, it just, every morning I push the button and it's just gurgle, gurgle, Beep. gurgle. And then we have okay coffee at the end of it. And oh, it's just. I love it. It's, I think it's the. I still drink this black, which usually coffee pot coffee I have only at my mom's house, and I usually add like cream and sugar because it's like not good. Yeah. But this pumpkin spice is just so good, and I also finally made the pumpkin muffins that I bought from Trader Joe's. The mix. Yep. Those were great. Would you agree? They were great. Yeah. No, for sure. Also, I'm not a, not quick, a big sweets guy unless it's unreal candy. I know that Jeremiah, but let me just t- give everyone a quick tip. Okay. Speaking of pumpkin spice. Here's what's awesome. I think this would go with any type of fall muffin. So don't limit yourself to like the pumpkin muffin, like any type of like fall situation. Here it is. Banana bread, whatever. Oh, banana bread. Wow. Pumpkin spice flavoring from Trader Joe's. It comes in like a little regular spice shaker, right? Get a little bit of that. Mix it with some butter. Mix that with some honey because you have honey butter with a little bit of pumpkin spice flavoring, you put that on a muffin, and you're gonna have a great fall day. I'm uh, tis the season. You know I, what mean, I mean, it's great. I love like a pastry with like extra butter. It's just like where it's at. I wish there was a, a hotline I could call, and it's just a automated message of you describing recipes. Because nothing and never end that never ends. It's just like does it drive you nuts? Four, five 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 one one two one, and then it's just you going. It's a buttercream sor- a sorbet <laughs> with a graham cracker crust with chocolate use... chip inlets, <laughs> inlets, and it's just got you put Keep it in going. the oven for Keep nineteen going. minutes. Keep going, and then you yes. bake it. Okay, in the crock pot, <laughs> buttercream, <laughs> pumpkin spice. Keep going. I wish that My there was a hot lunch. You always say graham cracker crust. because yeah, you always. No, I don't. It's it's literally the only ingredient I know is in everything. I will say I yeah. do make a killer pumpkin pie with a graham cracker crust. You really do. Yeah. No, no, for sure. But they're just like, oh, you 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 grilling a brisket? Yeah, it's got a graham cracker crust. And then <laughs> <laughs> a graham cracker. It just it's it never ends. Like and peppercorn. Or, cream hey, what do you sauce want on your pizza? Graham cracker crust with like the every- peppercorn. <laughs> with the peppercorn sauce. toppings. That's what you always say. You do it on everything. No, I don't. I'm just describing what we eat. <sighs> I know. I know. Okay. Would you like to talk about Gregory Allen? Let's probably move on. Yeah, okay. So on Friday, we released a cover of If I Go, I'm Going by... Uh, released as in we just posted a video. We just posted a video. We've we been posting really... these. This, it was our second cover in this like new series of covers that we're doing. Uh, mainly because I miss having music to play and I want to get better at piano and you want to get better at piano and you want to get better at piano in front of our entire audience, which is super fun and like brave to me. Well, well, but it, it's been really helpful because you sometimes forget the power of some of your favorite artists and how they became your favorite artist and like the way those songs wrecked you the first time, because we've covered that song so many times. Like we played yeah, that. Yeah, we. I remember we got hired to play a birthday party in Hattiesburg. Do you remember this? Like four years ago, four or five years ago, and they no. asked for this song. 
No way, really? We were standing out, members of the twins' birthday party, and we were like out by their pool at their parents' house. The Ford twins? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. That, and they asked they for do, that song. They both have incredible taste in music, but that's surprising. We, that. But we had a list of our covers, because who would randomly ask for that? Right. But we had a list of covers that we knew, and we told her, we're like, hey, it's your birthday, like, look through this, see if there's anything you want. She's like, oh, is this the Gregory Allen Isaacoff song? And we're like, uh, yeah, and we did it, and we're like, wow, are we really good at that? No. So. <laughs> kind of kidding. I, like. Gregory Allen has been one of my favorite songwriters as far back as I can remember. And I just, I... I didn't know about about him until I met you. Well, when did you find him? While we were dating? N- no. Significantly before. I found out about him, I think it was sophomore year in college. It was... So Mumford & Sons, to me, did a really great job introducing millennials to great songwriters. Because Mumford and Sons are a gateway drug to the people that inspired Mumford and Sons. To me, this is all a hundred percent my own opinion, and I'm not saying that this is like musical, hard and fast by any musical truth. Musical truth. Oh, uh, your truth. Well, Mumford Sorry. and Sons were such a shock to the music culture at the time. Like be, I think they'll be studied in music history books. I think that movement for sure will, because it went from. Techno, loud stuff to this like bluegrass suspenders wearing band stomping around all over the place. And when you get a taste of that, or when I did, I was like, there's something about this that I've been missing my whole life. And you went for it. And I went for it. And then I realized that it, it was just scratching the surface of what my heart wanted. And I went deeper and deeper and deeper. And my relationship to this genre of music I promise this this matters is directly connected to my love of Zelda because yeah uh, okay you're already glazing over right. great so I played uh, Twilight Princess it's a Zelda game and I think it was Twilight Princess but I would mute the I would mute the game play along listening to this genre of music so yeah with this I discovered Mumford and Sons the Avett Brothers. Uh, the Lumineers, Head in the Heart, and that was like the first tier. That's like the top tier of the cake. Yeah, yeah. And then I went a little bit lower and deep into like the the actual cake of the thing, and I discovered Josh Ritter, Joe Pug, Gregory Allen Isakoff, and so many others of this, where it like they weren't singing hit songs, but they were singing like more rich, flavorful... Telling stories. Uh, telling stories, like yeah. in a way that I had never experienced. And then when I went a step lower, that's whenever I would refound my new my childhood love of Simon and Garfunkel and just like 60s music and that kind of stuff. It's a huge influence on your lyrical writing. 100%. Is anytime... Because you love stories. I love stories. As a human person, you love to tell a story. Yes. You if love you to can... embellish on a story... I, you love to just, like, get reaction. Like, you love a good story. I do. I love a good story. Yeah. I Sometimes something weird will happen to me, and I allow it to happen to me because I know it's going to be a good story later. That's That sounds a lot like you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I miss really good storytelling in songs. And I think, I think that there is a very real scenario where this is coming back in the very near future. Mm-hmm. And, like... There are so I remember the first time I heard a song that made me go, Oh my gosh, this is just like one long story. And it was the song The Way by Fastball, or was it Hardball? I don't remember, it was a nineties band, and it was Where will they go and without ever knowing the way? Um they oh, can see really... the road that they walk on his paper. Oh, I know that song. You know that song. So that's like was like my favorite song when I was a kid because it just told this really long story. Really quick the, in a morbid way morbid but loving way and i think you'll understand obviously i'm gonna die first like we've already agreed as a family that that's what's gonna happen okay but if for some reason i don't i hope that the way you die is like in a way that's like a story so that 20 years after you die i can like laugh about it and or appreciate. whenever you're at my funeral you're gonna be like and then he took his shirt off and the <laughs> train came and it hit him or whatever it is. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, that's so I didn't, not funny. I could not think of a fast way that I died that's like cozy and fun. Yeah. So don't maybe offer that. No, no, one. that's fine. That's but fine. That's good. That's a good note. Like, no, no, for sure. If that ever happens. Well, my dad is the same way. I come from, I come from storytellers that, and no, my I dad. Know. I hope he dies in a funny way too. For, he he for better, sake. he better 
because if he goes out sad, what was it all for, Dad? I know. Go, um, go out. Like, if he doesn't, like, it better be by, like, an alligator or something. Yeah, my dad literally had a pet alligator. And I went. No, to, that'd be a horrible way to go. What am I doing? I don't know. Okay. You're trying plotting the deaths of all of my family yeah, members I'm so for sorry. your amusement. Let's, um, okay, let's get back Gregory to our Allen. boy Gregory Allen. So We've seen him live. He's the artist I've seen live more than any other artist. And I, is that true for me too? Maybe so. Because here's the thing: if you know me, you know, like obviously I'm in a band, so I love music. But here's the here's the thing: if you Say, hey, Aaron, do you want to go to this concert with me? This band's coming, and I'm so excited to hear them. I have a few questions for you before I say yes. First question, is it seated? Is it seated? Yep, that's you. I don't like touching strangers. So, like, if you put me in a room of, like, swayers that are just, like, drinking and potentially drop beer on my head, I don't want to be there. It, well, I will be there, but it, I have to be a huge fan of you. Sure. Um, is it seated? How long does it last? Like I, I have a I have a very small capacity for enjoying a show. Yeah. Gregory Allen, I have seen three times. Only one time for our anniversary trip in Asheville. Do you remember this? Yep. Uh, Amazing. That was not at, seated. We saw him at the Great Eagle. That was not seated. And we no, had we the, saw him at the Orange Peel. Oh, the Orange Peel. That's right. And we waited in the rain to get in, and we had so much fun though. That was my favorite time seeing him. And that was like my gift to you, wasn't it? For mm -hmm. your Christmas present that year? Yep. That was... <gasps> I freaking crushed it. You did. I've seen Gregory Allen in North Carolina, Alabama, Georgia, and Louisiana. I think I've seen him in Georgia twice. Yeah, because one time he came here and I didn't go. He literally came to the 40 watt. It was right down the road. I could not go. I know. I can't believe I didn't go. But I went to see him in Birmingham... Which was whenever you met him and you acted like a buffoon. Okay, wait. Okay. Wait. I you did. do not. I remember meeting Whoopi Goldberg and I was fine. Like, sure, it, but I literally had to drag you away from I him know. because you were saying some dumb stuff. I know. <laughs> you, you don't have to drill it. I got it. But I was so. It wasn't like, here's my demo, listen to it. It was like. No, it wasn't. Hey, one time I was five and I decided to pick up a frog and throw it in the lake. Yeah, I you, was so... What was your day like? I was and I'm like, so nervous shut. to meet him. <laughs> I was so nervous it, to the point where I was like, I shouldn't go up to him. I think you also were like, you're shorter than I thought. I was like, okay, now we're going to leave. <laughs> like, this is it's so true. I like, he is so big in my mind that walking up to him, there was no way and I was going to do hat. a good job. That was whenever we saw him in Louisiana and we saw... Josh Ritter was the headliner. And we saw our friends... Remember? Yeah, we saw Ra Ross, yeah, Ross and, Newell of the Mulligan Brothers. Ross yeah. and Carly were there. They sat right by us. Which was hilarious. We saw we were in a we were all in a state that none of us lived in. And we Where got placed Louisiana right next go? to uh, I, I can't even remember the town. But we drove to that. That was such a fun night, but we got drinks and appetizers at a bar next door. Whoa. You know what's weird about that night? I remember I was trying to decide if I was a hat person and I wore a hat. <laughs> and I took, love that. I took it off pretty quickly and learned that I was not a hat person. I love that. Um, but I, I was trying. You know, that was back whenever you were for sure a hat person. Yep. And, I, but but then we we're like, oh, crazy. It's so good to see. Are y'all going to the Josh Ritter concert? That's crazy. And then we get to the theater. It's seated. Heck yes. And we find our seats. And then we notice our friends are like right beside us. And then we all collectively were like, okay, Josh Ritter. Yes, we all came from him. For him, but Gregory Allen Isakoff and his trio, what the snap. Josh Ritter is one of my all-time, he would be in my top three most influential musicians in my life. All-time. Gregory Allen blew him off the stage. It was that insane. Was, it was him, his cello player, and violin player. It was insane. And yeah. they, and he had a little stomp box, what was that called? Yep, stomp box, you nailed it. But that it was insane. the first time I'd ever cried at a concert. Because my favorite Gregory Allen song, and it's in my top five songs of all time, is called Amsterdam. Oh, Churches and Trains, yeah. And it gets to the bridge. Churches and Trains, they yeah. all look the same to me now. They shoot you someplace when you ache to come home somehow. Oh, and my gosh. And every time he sings that live, I've seen him, I think, five or six times. I've cried at that part every time. Here's what. Here's my tip. If no one's ever heard him, here's what I think. And I, I, I maybe we should post it on Instagram stories, like links to it. I think mm -hmm. we definitely should. Okay. If you've never heard of him... Also, to start typing Gregory Allen, you don't really have to know how to spell his last name. It'll pop up. Isaacov, right? Yep. Uh, Amsterdam, 
just off of his regular album. What's what's that? Weatherman. Weatherman. And then you listen to Amsterdam with orchestra with he did Colorado an, Symphony. He did an album with the Colorado Symphony, and it is just outstanding. I think to fully, I I appreciated knowing the songs before Symphony. Yes, songs because were you understand why it's so powerful that he made the additions for sure. Oh my word! But yeah, I would. I mean, if you really have the time, listen to the whole album. His voice is just like so. Um, emotional yeah and timeless to me uh fun fact if i go i'm going the woman singing harmony is brandy carlisle no way yep that doesn't sound like her yep they were uh real good buds around that area and around that era and uh she's on i think she's on a few songs really mm-hmm. wow yeah she's another artist that we really love and admire yeah um he, there's uh I think if you it's listen to it you can totally tell it's her because no one has vibrato like brandy carlisle true yeah, I want, yeah, that is. She has a very unique timbre on that song, specifically in the chorus. Yeah. Um. Uh, that now it makes total sense now because I've always tried to think about who that was. Well, his big break and, was going on tour with her. Oh, that's, that's whenever because he. Another thing that makes Gregory Allen so special is he is, like, defiantly independent. Yeah. Like he has always been an independent artist, and it has just steadily grown, and he's one of the main reasons we've never like, you know. We're not like fancy, uh, fan, fantas, fan, what did I just have an aneurysm? Fantasizing, there it is, fantasizing a world with like label heads and like all these other things because like our heroes are doing it themselves in a way that is just like you couldn't have done it in the 60s. Like Gregory Allen, whenever I saw him last time, he said, I'm kind of like the king of yoga playlists. And it was like just like this funny comment that he made. And you go on on his Spotify, you're like, this dude has so many streams and like none of my friends know him except they do know him now, you know? Um, I haven't heard him in a yoga class yet, but that's interesting. He literally made that joke. I believe it though. Cause that, I don't know how true that is, but the joke lands. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Um, how mean I was going to, what is the album before Weatherman? So he has that empty Northern hemisphere. That's the one with If I Go, I'm Going. Okay, I think that's the one. There is a time in our lives whenever I was still in school, Oh Jeremiah was, like, branded as a solo thing, Mm -hmm. and I just, like, was there on occasion whenever we first started out, and you went on solo tours, and I think that's right around the time that that album came out, because whenever I listen to that, I get really sad. You do. That's right. I get super sad. Yeah. That attaches like a huge memory of just like confusion. Like I was so sad during my last year of college. I was just like petrified. I mean, I was excited to be for what I had accomplished because I think I like did really well in school. But my last semester, I was just so sad because like you were already like off touring doing your thing and I was doing student teaching, which is not something that I wanted to do, but it just came with one of my degree requirements and I was just like ready to get out but I didn't know what I was gonna do I was scared to like be my own boss whatever whenever I listen to that album though that makes me so sad yeah it takes me right back he is he's an artist that I'll go months without listening to him and then he's the only thing I listen to for months yeah it's like a very and I'm in that space right now where I cannot stop listening to him because you were you did that solo tour in the winter vortex and I remember anytime we'd talk on the phone, I'd be like, hey, how's it going? You're like, oh, I'm just listening to Gregory Allen driving in the snow, like a little bit scared to be driving in the snow like this, but like I feel okay. And so I would, anytime I picture that, I just think of like you alone on tour. Listening to Gregory Allen and in a makes, Ford Focus. Yeah. And I just like, I think I like worried about you a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like that it's been that redeemed now. Do I know? Can you believe that you did that? Yeah, of course. I, I mean, like, I'll be touring until I'm dead in some fashion, you yeah, know? Yeah, but can you believe you did all of that by yourself? Yeah, it's just, it's what my dream always was. And it's just, you know, it was as good as I always pictured it. It just, it it was just seamless and it made sense to me. It still makes sense to me. Yeah. But uh, Gregory Allen, songs I highly recommend, please start with Amsterdam. Uh, off his new album, San Luis, is amazing. He also has uh, Wings in All Black on his new album, and then the universe from the weatherman. There's just a never-ending trove of wonderful music. If you've never discovered him, mm-hmm. he is outstanding. Did you say tro- trove? 
Trove. Trove. Trobe. What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. What is your favorite cheesy holiday movie? Uh. And why? I have a lot of favorite holiday movies. Okay, give me give me top three. Elf is the most quotable movie to me. <sighs> yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. It's annoying when people quote it, but it's quotable. Are you annoying yourself every time you quote it because you quote it more than anyone I know? For sure. No, I don't. Oh, girl. Uh, no. Uh, You're the one that got me on the elf train. It's a password for one of my accounts. I won't say which one. Um, Go to Aaron's Twitter. It's elf. <laughs> I don't have a Twitter. Um, elf one exclamation point. <laughs> Too good. Too good. It's obviously not like a really reputable site because if you could have a three character password, <laughs> right. then that's it's your Zanga page. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. A really sad Christmas movie, but I really enjoy it is The Family Stone. Is that Rachel McAdams? Mm-hmm. Okay. And a, and all the Wilsons. I've seen I've seen oh wait, is that the Diane one where they Keaton. switch? Everyone switches partners. On accident. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Jessica that's... Parker. Luke Wilson, Claire Danes, just just like an all-star cast. Yeah, also, of course. Diane Keaton is my hero. I would also say Sarah I Jessica think. Parker is the most 90s icon to me. Yeah, I really like her too. Um, that's like a sad Christmas movie, but I enjoy it. What else? Christmas with the Cranks. It's a great one. I, I Skipping Christmas was a book that I read, and it was one of the earlier books in my discovery that reading can be fun. And I laugh so much in the book. Yeah. And then when I watch Christmas with the Cranks the whole time, I just kept being like, why did they change the name of this? Like, that is weird. Skipping Christmas is such a better name. But I, I don't know why, but Christmas with the Cranks was just like a grabbier mm-hmm. movie title or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's, it's tradition every year we have to watch Elf. To get in the spirit, we watch Elf. Yeah. My... I just watched. <laughs> I just watched uh, Bad Christmas Moms. You did, yeah, I and was had a good for... time. You that did. is that is a um, a rated R time. Yeah, I'm just being honest. Uh, but Bell. that is what has inspired me to do the snowflakes in the apartment. Okay, I'm just saying, like they did, like they went all out at the end, and I was like, uh, who's Keeping me from doing that, uh, me. So I will do that this year. Something that that took me out of it because I came in about halfway through you the Christmas even engaged. movie. I, I was a little bit engaged, but the way they say the f word in that movie, they hit it so hard every single time they say it. Okay, like it's like every time that line came up in the script, it was in bold and underlined twice. Sure, it, because it's like that kind of like raunchy movie where they just like love it. Yeah, but I remember. Uh, loving Mila Kunis from that 70s show because I grew up on that 70s show. Yeah. And she went away for a long time and now she's back, I guess. Yeah, Black Swan and then, yeah. Yeah. Um, I finally saw Black Swan. We'll talk about that another day. Uh, I also watched the new Netflix movie, Holiday. I did not like it at all. Oh, you didn't? No, it was just, I, I did not care for it. Um, didn't, you t- didn't you say, I don't know if I dream this, or if I nightmared it, because it sounds like a nightmare to me. Okay. You said, I'm going to get a subscription to the Hallmark Network? No, I for sure said that. I'm okay, going to do I the seven-day trial, because I don't want to pay for it. But also, I think I could like, I could just like smash like seven days of cheesy films. Well, I, when is the seven-day window to have the most amount of cheer? When we get our tree. Oh, smart. Smart, smart. Do you want to do that? I want to play a game. You start... How many Christmas movies can I watch this year? I've already seen two. It's go time. I want to play a game. Yeah. And the seven day marathon of cheesy Christmas music yes. movies. How many? Times I get to I cry? walk in. No, I get to. Walk I teared in. up in what movie? Uh, every movie. Bad Christmas Mom. <laughs> yeah, every movie you cry in. Yeah. But I walk in. I get to watch three minutes of a movie, and I have to guess the whole plot, and I have to see how close I can get. Deal. I because I think that I could nail it. Also, let me just go ahead and pay the five ninety nine for the month of December. No, we don't have it in the budget. <laughs> that's coming out of your uh black friday budget <laughs> i love that uh i think i'm gonna get it i think i should do that what's what are other movies that i, I know i'm 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 definitely like forgetting some i never watch how the grinch stole christmas but whenever i do i really enjoy it is that the jim carrey one yeah 
Jim Carrey, he's just so over the top in everything. But that movie specifically, I'm like, holy cow, Jim. What are some Christmas classics that you watch? Die Hard, end of list. Oh my goodness, that's like the most dramatic answer. No, you don't have any more? We watch all the Christmas episodes of our favorite shows. There's a line in the movie, ho, 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 now I've got a machine gun. I mean, what is more Christmas and rock and roll than that? But Okay, find another one. Okay, find another one. Uh, Christmas movie... Die Hard 2, because it's like the day after Jeremiah, Christmas. stop. It's still kind of a holiday. No. Oh, The Holiday. Oh, nice. Jack With Black, Jack Jude Jack Black Law. and, oh my goodness, that's a great movie. Makes Jude, me want to live in London. Yeah, Jude Law is one charming fella. I would argue that Jack Black was even more charming in that movie. Mm, you would lose that argument, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> charming as in, like, character, maybe not um, physique. No, no man is more physique than Jude. <laughs> My boy Jude. Also, you know Paul McCartney wrote a song about him. Uh, okay, babe. Um, <laughs> what else? I I feel like I feel like whenever I'm in someone's home or like a hotel or something during the holidays, where there's cable access, and I'm like flipping through the channels, like there's so many that I just love rewatching. The only thing, the only like Christmas show, I like Christmas shows better than Christmas movies. Uh, because it Christmas movies feel like the same as like when you were in choir and you got a Christmas concert ready. You have the least amount of time to get it ready and the most expectation on that performance because everyone knows those songs. Because yeah. like even rehearsing Christmas stuff is seasonal. And when I watch a Christmas movie, I'm like, there are so few really good Christmas movies. Yeah. But there are some really good Christmas episodes of television. Mm-hmm. Like, the Holiday Armadillo Armadillo in Friends is an iconic Christmas movie. Yeah, I don't like that, though. Because you don't like that Ross dresses up like an armadillo. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I like um, the, look up the really Santa, the office episode where Santa, or when Michael dresses up as Santa, inverts the costume and becomes God. Or, I, that, amazing. That, amazing. That, that That's a good episode. Yeah. Also, uh, like, how mean he is during it. Yeah. So, like, I, I like going through to get in the spirit every season's Christmas episode from, like, for The Office, it'd be season two right up until the end because every year it just gets, like, you know, sillier and sillier, but we know all those episodes by heart anyway. It just gets me in the spirit. We, listen, just a quick Google search. We have listed so many of the classics that are in the top, top. Uh, What's lo- the number one? The ones we said, like Elf, The Grinch, A Christmas Carol, Nailed it. The Holiday, It's a Wonderful Life. I don't really watch that. Love Actually is a good movie. I don't watch that regularly, but uh, I remember whenever I was a kid, my babysitter would always turn on Frosty the Snowman every year. Oh, You've Got Mail's on here, and I love that movie. Is, you, is You've Got Mail a Christmas movie? It goes through kind of like all of the holidays. Um, a Nightmare Before Christmas, I'm going to be honest with you, a little bit too creepy for me. Well, it to me... You the can't be stone. two different holiday movies and do it both justice. Because I'm like, I never know when to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Like, do I watch in October or December? Somebody help. Can someone convince me on a Bill Murray Christmas? Because you mm, and I tried that. We tried. And I love Bill. And Holy cow, I granted, love Bill. Granted, we only tried for like 20 minutes, but whew. Yeah, I sure do love Bill. Babe, I'm excited. Can I, I think I'm, okay, here's the thing. I'm really going to get the Hallmark Channel Subscription. I'll cancel in January. Don't worry. Okay. If they do, I get the six dollars in my Black Friday budget. How does the budget work? Okay. I that's (laughs) no. Okay. Okay. But we'll do the three minute. Like you watch three minutes and whatever. I think that's great. I think that's a great idea. Um, Okay. I've watched two Christmas movies already, and it's I'm I'm that I haven't seen yet, and I think that's really fun. Okay. Uh, what else? Okay. What else you got? Uh, I want to know what you're super into this week. Mm, listen, I don't know if I've talked about it yet, but I think I got my overalls, what, two weeks ago? Oh, my girl got them OVs, girl. Let me just, for any woman that's listening to this, and and if you've been eyeing Madewell, Gap, Poshmark, if you've been like thinking, okay, do I just go for it? Do I just like get the overalls because they look super comfortable? But I don't know how they'll fit. Like, here, I got you. Here's what's going to happen. I'm just going to be totally frank with everyone. I 
am around 5'7". Am I like 5'7"? Uh, you're 5'8", I would guess. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I'm roughly a size 8 and 10 in women's pants. I have a decent... Would I would say I'm like... like I have some hips. Girl, and do you it's ever. hard. No, I'm saying like Sorry, jeans are hard for me to fit. Is what I'm trying to say. Got it. Um, so I'm just trying to help some sisters out here. I got a large in the women's Gap relaxed fit overalls, and they fit like a dream. I would say they're a little bit too big, but that's how I wanted my overalls to fit. Yep. They're too big. I think I could have gone for the medium, but if you really want that relaxed fit of just like, just not like to where you sit down and you don't feel like you're like coming, like bulging all over the place, whatever, or like busting out of your jeans. You just want like a comfortable, relaxed fit. And then you can wear like a tight, like sweater underneath. That's what I recommend. What would you, what's the cut? I'm in you... between a medium and large on a regular basis. A marge. Yes. And so with those dimensions, I don't feel comfortable sharing my weight, but I shared everything else. So hopefully that helps someone. <laughs> nice. Uh, what, and what I've would been, you, go ahead. What would you call the cut of jeans from the 90s? I don't know. I don't I, keep up with jean cuts. Because I just love that vibe. How many times have I worn my overalls? At least five. At least five. And I'm, you got them yesterday. So No, I didn't. I got them two weeks ago. I had to. Here's the thing. If you're worried about them fitting your torso, someone sold it to me. They're like, yeah, but. That's what overalls are great for is because they have the adjustable straps. Yeah. They are awesome. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the thing I'm into this week, I watched the pilot episode of The Sopranos. I've and never seen the, into it? I've never seen The Sopranos. So specifically what I'm into is the pilot episode. So uh, Okay. I haven't seen it though. No, I know. I, I'm. You don't have to see it for me to be into it. I know, but are you going to share it? No, I don't want to ruin it. Okay. Yeah, but all I'm trying to say is, so The Sopranos is arguably, on every time I look up a best shows of all time list, it's number one on most of them. Yeah. And I've always known, like, that has to be a show I need to get into. Watch the pilot. I can't remember where you were, but you were you were gone on Saturday. Watch the pilot, and it feels very 90s. But even still, I'm like, oh, I see that without this, there was no Breaking Bad. Without this, there was no, you know, uh, Game of Thrones. Like, that's one of the shows that helped pioneer, like, the new golden age of TV. It made a pivot in TV. Yeah, so we'll probably have a Sopranos episode at some point. We'd said that we were going to watch it together. We were going to try to watch it together. Yes, because we successfully, we watched Succession together. Right. And we actually, like, stuck to it really well. We're doing that with Shit's Creek right now, and we're on season three already. Season three. When we finish Shit's Creek, we'll try The Sopranos. Yeah, I think the shit. I think Shit's Creek will get us through the holidays. Yeah, for sure. In our Hallmark subscription. For sure, I think so. Yeah. Okay, I love you. Love great, you. great convo. Very. I'm about to go make some snowflakes. Buttercream. No. Graham cracker. Happy Wednesday, Patreon.